Hello friends, God bless you. Welcome to A Word of Victory today. Father, we thank you and we praise you this morning. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that there is nothing going on today, Father God, that you do not have the answer for. I praise you and I thank you, Lord. Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life. And Lord, we thank you that you make a way even where it seems like there is no way. And Father, we just praise you today. We bind up every religious spirit. We break the power of every attack of the enemy against each one of us, Lord. These, my brothers and my sisters, their families, their businesses, their homes, their nations. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus against every attack of the enemy coming against us this day. And we thank you for the power in your blood, Jesus, and the power in your name. Father, we break the power of every spirit of fear that's operating all around us in the atmosphere, operating even in family members, uh, perhaps even in yourself, friend. I take authority over that spirit of fear. I cast it out right now in Jesus' name, and I loose the spirit of life, the spirit of peace himself, in the name of Jesus, to bring complete wholeness into your life in every area, from uh, the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I bind all physical symptoms. I take authority in the name of Jesus of all anxiety, uh, over all uh, breathlessness or, or, or uh, terror, uh, panic. I break the power of that spirit of panic attack over people in the name of Jesus. I, I praise you and I thank you, Father for your peace and your rest. Jesus, you said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And we thank you today as we enter into this time of of, uh, worship, as this time of study of your word together, Father, that you are replenishing and refreshing our souls, our minds, our emotions are calming down. I speak right now the the balance in your chemicals to be calmed and, and normal in the name of Jesus. And I praise you and I thank you, Father. That faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. So we thank you today, Lord, for our faith rising up, for strength coming into us, Lord, into every area of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You know, warrior, you are a warrior. (laughs) Oh, I don't feel like a warrior, you say. Listen, God has uh, placed you on this earth for such a time as this. In the name of Jesus, I declare over you today that there is gifts and uh, strength and talent inside of you, friend, that you know nothing of, but that with God, all things are possible. And he has, uh, you know, the Bible tells us he trains. Actually, let's go read it in, in Psalm 144. It says, praise the Lord. This is the NLT. Praise the Lord who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives my fingers skill for the battle. He is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He makes the nations submit. You know, the Lord has already trained you, friend. Uh, David spoke in Psalm 62 and he said, my victory and my honor come from the Lord. He is my refuge. And you see, this is the truth, friend, is that you can't defeat whatever it is that's going on in your life by yourself. We have no power in ourselves, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's his power, his strength uh, in us. It is the knowledge uh, of 
of who he is and of what he has done for us that strengthens us, that replenishes us and that brings us through every circumstance, brings us out victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you ever watch a a bonfire or, you know, the flame in a furnace? I was just watching one there recently and, you know, we, we, we set the fire then you light it with a match and the flame comes immediately. Then you've got to watch the fire to keep it safe. The heat comes, it starts burning things. Then there's the smoke and there's the smell of the smoke. Um, Then it needs to be refueled. And, and, you know, when you refuel it, when you pour more fuel on the fire, it, it, you know, a big flame comes again, flames jumping everywhere. And, uh, You know, I just believe that today for you, friend, is that it's time for you to refuel your fire. It's time for you to to uh, come to a place of making a decision. Who are you going with? Who are you going to trust? Um, There's such fear and terror right now. Many people have been discouraged and have been depressed and oppressed. and, And, you know, their flame has gone out and all that's left maybe is a few embers or ashes. But I believe the Lord wants you today to stoke up those ashes and and to to breathe oxygen back into the fire on your life so that you can go out and be strong and face, you know, uh, every circumstance, knowing that God is with you and that he will bring you through. God is with you, friend. He is not against you. He is for you. He loves you. He loves you so much. He gave everything he had. He gave his son to die in your place and in mine so that we would not be condemned, but that we would be saved. In a fire, many objects burn up and they burn out quickly. But you know, if you put metals into a fire, if you burn something that has metal in it, the metal will survive. Hard metals will survive the fire. They may come out distorted, but they survive the fire. And because, you know... Iron, um, iron ore and, and gold and things like that, all those heavy, hard metals, they are actually made in the fire. They, they put in the, they throw in the ore into the furnace with the fire and the, the metal will melt and, and flow, flow out of it when it reaches the correct temperature. And many people right now feel like they're in the fire. But you know, from fire comes valuables. And another thing about fire is that no serpent, no scorpion, no rat, no fly will hang around a fire because nothing can live in the furnace. Remember that saying, a fly can't land on a hot stove. Well, it's time to stoke up the flames of that fire in your life. Our God is a consuming fire, his word tells us in Hebrews chapter 12. Our God is a consuming fire. And when the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, uh, remember the, the apostles in the book of Acts, the outward manifestation that they saw that day that the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them were tongues of fire. Hallelujah. God is looking for his on-fire warrior believers to arise and shine, especially through this time of trial. Uh, this virus, the COVID, is is burning like a fire. People are terrified because it looks like it's out of control. These are people who are unbelievers, people who don't know God's goodness. They don't know his power. They are scared. 
They're fearing what they cannot control. Even many Christians are unsteady and wobbling. They're, they're wondering, you know, and uh, is this from God or are we going to be okay? The ones who are not refueling their fire with the word of God. Lots of people are discouraged and frightened. Uh, as I said, many Christians are distressed, especially even what's going on in the news and the media and what's going on with, you know, in, in the USA. Um, look, I can't tell you the answers to what's going on undercover, but I do believe that God has spoken through his prophets and I trust him and I know that God is good and that he will bring breakthrough and he will bring a resolution to every situation that mankind is facing in his timing and he will not leave us or forsake anyone who trusts in him. Whoever puts their trust in God will never be put to shame. So we just stand and watch and pray and we watch with interest because, you know, these are exciting times, friend. The Bible is unfolding before our very eyes. Prophecy from the book of Revelation, from the book of Daniel, prophecy from the book of Isaiah. These things, the word of God that has gone forth thousands of years ago is now unfolding before our very eyes. And you know what? Light is coming out of the darkness. Hallelujah. Let's go to Daniel chapter 3. These three friends of Daniel, they were called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And this king, Nebuchadnezzar, had made this, um, this new rule, or this, this law, that, um, let's read it in verse 4. He'd made this m massive um, gold idol, and he demanded that everybody would bow down before it. And you know, right now in the world, we're seeing this mass um, dictatorship of, of what we're allowed to do, what we're allowed to say, what we are supposed to believe, what we are to be in agreement with. And if you don't agree, you know, I, I, I really believe that this is what we're seeing um, unfold before us. In verse 4, this is Daniel 3, 4. Then a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages. You see that? It took over the whole world. He wanted the whole world to bow down to this crazy thing. O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and psaltery, in symphony, with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. <laughs> Praise God. Not a nice thing to have to choose between, was it? So at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, and the lyre and symphony, with all kinds of music, all the people nations and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So they were all doing what they were told. Hallelujah. But then these astrologers, these ones who, who uh, you know, they were Chaldeans, but they were actually astrologers, they pointed out that these three friends who were uh, Israelites were not obeying the law. And so they came forward in verse 8 and they accused the Jews. And you know, 
they were, this is the Antichrist spirit operating against God's people. And it is still in force today. That spirit, spirits do not die. And that spirit, um, you know, the accuser of the brethren, the Bible tells us, that's one of Satan's names. One of his names is the accuser of the brethren because he's constantly condemning and accusing God's people, especially when what we're doing or what we believe is not in line with what the world says we are to do and to believe. So they came and accused them. They went to the king and they set them up to be brought before the king and punished by being thrown into the fiery furnace. So let's pick it up again when the king speaks to them in 14. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, and all of them in symphony, with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good, good boy, good boy. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? It says in the NIV, then what God can rescue you? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Oh, this is exciting. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, We have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, meaning if, you know, if you decide not to go ahead with it, or, you know, if it doesn't go ahead, we still will not bow down to you, O king. We will not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image you have set up. Now you look here, they were very respectful towards the king, but they were very honest and uh, clear that they were not going to bow down to what he was, excuse me, <clears throat> to what he was bowing down to. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the expression on his face changed. And we see this right now in the world, don't we? Oh my goodness. People who are very logical, normal, kind, lovely people have, have changed so much. You know, on social media you see it, the, the absolute, um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to find a word that isn't, uh, that's, that's acceptable. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, there's just such hatred, such vile anger, such, you know, um, utter contempt for anybody who's not in agreement with what the you know what the the world's culture is telling us to do or to say or to believe or to think his face changed towards Shadrach Meshach and Abednego he spoke and commanded that they heat up the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind, to tie up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and cast them into the fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans and their other garments and bound, they were cast in. So they tied them up and they took them to the furnace and they threw them in. 
But because the command of the king was so urgent, the furnace was exceedingly hot. The flame of the fire killed the men who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these three men, they fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. So the guys, the, the soldiers who had to take um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego bound because they, they couldn't walk. They were all tied up. So they actually had to come and, and lift them and, and throw them down. And the ones who carried them up to the furnace were burned by the flames. They were killed. Imagine that. This is what happens because the enemy always overplays his hand. And the ones who are operating for him, listen, be very careful here, friend. Because, you know, these are people who are our friends, our neighbors, our family members even. But when they are operating under the power and the influence of the enemy, they need to be very careful, especially if they're coming against the Lord and coming against his work because they are setting themselves up for disaster. This is what happened to these guys. They bound them. They carried them up to the furnace and went to throw them in. But they got burned to death. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego fell down bound into the midst of the fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counsellors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Well, look, he answered, I see four men, loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth, or the appearance of the fourth, is like the Son of God. So Nebuchadnezzar could see in the furnace that those men they threw in were not dead and burnt to a cinder. They were actually alive. They were not bound up and tied up as they had been when they threw them in. They were loose and they were actually walking around in the midst of the furnace and not alone that, but they were not alone in there. There was somebody else inside there with them and he looked like the son of God. Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, and the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Hallelujah! Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. Praise God! Listen, friend, I don't know what situation you're facing. I don't know what's going on. It may look like all hell has broken loose. It may look like you are in the midst of the fire. It may look like that you are totally tied and bound up from every direction. But I'm telling you this. You are a warrior in, in the Lord's army. You are his precious child he loves you and when you trust in him it doesn't matter what the enemy brings against you you will come through it he will bring you out the other side and you won't even smell of smoke hallelujah praise god he said 
His angel delivered his servants who trusted in him, and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. I hope you're reading this with me, friend. Listen, you know, these podcasts, and I know they're great. Uh, it's lovely to to um, to listen, you know, if you're driving or whatever. I do that a lot myself. But it's so important to go and read the word for yourself. You need, this is a time of Bible study. This is not preaching a great sermon because I am not a great, you know, uh, like Paul said, I come before you stuttering tongue. But I'm telling you this much, it's the word of God that brings deliverance. And it's the word of God that refuels our fire. And it's the word of God that strengthens us from the inside because his word is alive. His word is alive because his word is not a thing. It's a person. He's a person. The word of God is Jesus Christ. That's who was in the fire with the three guys. The Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, he's often referred to as the angel of the Lord. And it's with a capital A. The angel of the Lord is the son of God. And he is the one who was in the midst of the fire with the men. Did they have to face the fire? Yes. Were they afraid? (laughs) Hello? Would you be afraid? But the king actually acknowledged that because they would not yield to what he wanted, they yielded only to their God. They trusted only in the God of heaven, Yahweh, Adonai, the Lord of heaven's armies, our creator, our father. That's who they yielded to. And they would not worship any God except their own God. And then Nebuchadnezzar went on to make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Listen to this, friend, because you know there's power in the word of God. And there is power in declarations. In Job chapter 22, um, the Lord says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. In Proverbs 18, 21, the word of God says that death and life are in the power of our tongues and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. So there are there is power in our words and we need to make sure that our tongue is in obedience to God as well as every other part of our lives. But, you know, when Nebuchadnezzar made this, this just struck me yesterday and I've read this many, many, many times over the years. Look what he said. I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. That word is still true today. And friend, this is what I'm saying. We need to pray for those ones who are coming against God those ones who have given him the two fingers, those ones who have rejected God and rejected his word and who are rejecting the church, even rejecting family members because of of the, the choice that they have made to serve God instead of serving the world's culture. Because they're setting themselves up to be cut in pieces and their houses to be made in ash heap. Jesus spoke about this, and we'll look at it shortly there, but, you know, praise God. Hallelujah. Even though these warriors had the heat turned up on them, you know, they, even though the flames were burning, they came out, they came out victorious. And that's the same for you. When a warrior knows that, they're God, that God is with them, they will outlast the fire. That's why he said, you know, he said, you will come forth as gold. 
Gold is that metal that, even though the fire can be heated, I think it has to be heated up to about a thousand degrees. Um, steel and iron ore, I think they have to be heated up to 1200 degrees or 1500 or 1800 degrees, something like that, massively hot, hot, hot. And yet out of it comes something that's so uh, valuable, so hardened, so strengthened. That's what happened with these guys. And it's the same for you, friend. These were only ordinary um Ordinary, I don't mean ordinary in a bad way, I mean, you know, regular. They were regular people, but they serve a supernatural God, and it's the same for you. We might be regular, everyday people, but when our trust is in Jesus Christ, hallelujah, there's nothing that's impossible to us. We will outlast every fire. Praise God. <clears throat> In the army, they take raw cadets and they turn them into fighting soldiers. And they start off with a foundation of obedience, discipline, fitness. And then they build on that with endurance, with character and with strength. So friend, it's time to take time to make sure that your foundation is strong. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7, Jesus spoke about this and he said, whoever builds their house on the rock will not have to worry. The foundation has to be right. What you're secured to. If your house is built on the rock, and who is the rock? The rock of ages, Jesus Christ. That's another of his names, the rock of ages. If your house is built on the rock, you don't need to worry. Because even though the winds, the rain, the storms pound that house, it will stand. That's what Jesus said. But the house that's built on sand will crash down and great will be its destruction. Read that yourself in Matthew chapter 7. There are many things that are crashing down right now. Things that people have put their trust in. Fame, celebrity, uh, social media, technology, banks, money, intellect, science and medicine, to name but a few. These have become idols in people's lives and they have replaced uh, the place that the worship of the true God should be in people's hearts. And thus the devil has made them those people who serve these things, he's made them an enemy to God. God says, as we humble ourselves and resist the devil, he will flee. That's in the book of Peter. Humble yourself before the Lord. Yield to him. Do things his way. Not your way. Not the world's way. His way. Resist the devil and he will flee. People who trust in themselves, you know, very often, are lifted up with pride. It's actually pride that's at the root of it. I'll do it my own way. And they only have a foundation of sand, and they won't know how to resist the enemy. The devil is clever. He uses weapons that people do not expect to ensnare them. Pride is lethal. Fear and terror are paralyzing. Offense Strife, discard, they are poisonous. Doubt and ignorance, they destroy people. 
These things keep people captive and deceived. So we must stand in faith. Where does faith come? Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. When we study the word of God, we are not reading the word. The word is reading us. The word of God is reading me when I read it, when I study the Bible. It's reading me. And if I'm honest and if I uh, am truthful before the Lord, I will see, oh, you know, actually, that's me. I repent, Father. I ask you to forgive me. You know, it, the word um, chastens us. It disciplines us. It, it allows us uh, the mercy to, to correct things in our lives. It allows us uh, the ability to be strengthened and to have courage and faith. Who, for not reading that um, encounter between Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who could not have their faith strengthened? Strengthened? from that word. So we must stand in faith. And having done all, we are to stand. So when we've done everything we know to do, we are to stand. And stand, Ephesians tells us, against all the wiles of the devil. We do what we know to do, and then we just keep standing. Just keep believing and trusting God. Stop wavering. Stop, you know, listening uh, to the news so much and saying, oh my God, I don't know, I don't know, maybe. Oh, that's called double-mindedness. And James, the book of James chapter 1 tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. This is the instability we're seeing in the world. On the one hand, people think, yes, we can do it. We can do anything. Hallelujah, we can do it. You know, and then on the other hand, uh, when fear comes to knock them, it takes the rug right from under their feet and they're completely unstable. Just keep believing and trusting God and you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You shall not die, but you will live and you will declare the works of the Lord. Psalm 118 tells us. Trust in the Lord. Let's go look at that in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Many people can quote the trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But they don't read the rest of it. Let's start from the, let's start from three verse one down as far as, um, let's go to 12. My son, do not forget my law. You see, this is the most important thing. Worship no God but me. Uh, the first commandment. We must Worship only God and obey him. Do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. <clears throat> People are obsessed right now with, um, you know, the virus from the point of view of that it's killing people. Well, look here what this says. Length of days and long life will be and peace and peace will be added to you from the word of God. How simple it is. But you see, that's the thing. It's too simple. It's too simple for many people. They want it to be complicated and, you know, they love the drama. And they're not willing to yield, to surrender to the Lord. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. 
write them on the tablet of your heart. So there's there's character here. There's mercy that we give to you know other people. We need to walk um, a life of mercy, not judgment and condemnation. Because if we're doing that, then we're aligning with the devil. Because that's what he does. He's the accuser of the brethren. We're to live in mercy and in truth. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. You want to find favor with God? Obey his word. And then it says in verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This is pride again, you see, where people will say, well, God's not doing anything, so I better go and do something for myself. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Um, That word acknowledge there translates to intimacy. So it's not just, you know, a a sort of running to church on a a Sunday with your Bible and doing your half hour and getting out of there and living the rest of the week uh, on your own terms. It's, It's intimacy. You break down that word intimacy into me, see. That's what the word of God does, is it reads us. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. There is a consecration that needs to take place, a setting yourself apart from what the world is doing. Because the world, friend, is headed for destruction and disaster. I'm not talking about the end of the world or or things like that, but I am telling you that eternally, the culture and the the whole setup of the world, their thinking and and the way of living, is headed for destruction and disaster. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. You want strength and health in your body? Obey the word of God. Depart from evil. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. This is totally contrary to what the world tells you. The world tells you, get all you can, put it in a can and sit in the can. That's what Pastor Joe used to say. The word of God tells you, honor the Lord first with your possessions, with your first fruits. That's what tithing is all about. Your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as the father in whom, uh, sorry, just as the father, the son in whom he delights. Parents chastise and discipline their children in order to teach them right from wrong. That's what the word of God does to us. The word reads us. And if there's an area of our life, whether it be fear or whether it be uh, some kind of sin or, or unforgiveness or bitterness or judgment or whatever it is, the word corrects us and disciplines us. And as we yield to God and obey his word, we are transformed and changed. And that's where this health and strength and provision and blessing comes from, when we put God first. Uh Uh-oh, I have to open the door. Coco Loco is here. Come back in a moment. 
Welcome back. So we trust in God and not in men, not in governments, not in the media, not in banks, not in medicine, hospitals or doctors. In fact, they don't even want to see you right now. Sadly, the truth is, though, that many people are not trusting in God. For how can you trust in someone that you do not know? A lot of people know their doctor, their banker, even their barman better than they know God. They're the people they want to know. They don't need God while they have these people in their lives. This is the reality, friend. But unfortunately, you know, um, these are human beings that they're trusting in. And while many may have helped to give, there are some things that man has no answer for, like the pandemic and the out-of-control virus that's killing people. This is the terror, and mankind cannot cope. They cannot cope with how fragile life is and that the things they've always trusted in are failing them. No matter what happens, friend, God is good and the devil is bad. And those do who don't know God's goodness and have chosen the side of darkness are in real trouble. But those who know their God will do mighty exploits, Daniel said in the book of Daniel, chapter 11. Um, in the NLT, it says, he will flatter, the, the, the Antichrist spirit will flatter and win over those who have violated the covenant. You see, this goes back to what we read there in, in Proverbs 3. Obey, the, obey the, the word of God. The covenant that we have with God is a covenant of mercy, but it's a covenant of truth as well you know, the, the truth of the word of God. So that Antichrist spirit will win over those who have violated the covenant. But the people who know their God will be strong. And, and that word strong translates there to mean fastened upon, you know, almost like a, a, a clam uh, clamped to a, a rock. Um, the people who know their God will be strong. They will prevail. They will grow strong. And they will do exploits. They will resist him. Even though they're being pressed and squeezed, they will be warriors. That's what that scripture uh, translates from the Hebrew. So, you know, there is a pressing, there is a squeezing on God's people right now. And what, what's being squeezed out of us, friend, is, you know, the, the clutter and, and the, 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 the rubbish of the world so that our faith can come forth. And be strengthened. You are a warrior. Even if you feel like you're being squeezed. But it's time to get radical. No longer is it possible to sit on the fence. Or to hang out in the middle of the road. There is a very definite separation going on right now. The separation is of light from darkness. God brought light out of the darkness. Like we saw in the last podcast. The coming of his son, Messiah Jesus, brought the light of the world onto planet Earth. And his light now shines through his body, those ones who follow him. Can we go to Philippians chapter 2? Is God in Philippians 2 and verse 5. 
Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Imagine that. Praise God. You, you know, Every name that is named has to bow down to the name of Jesus. That name of coronavirus has to bow down to the name of Jesus. In verse 12, this is still Philippians 2 verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. Praise God. Shine as bright lights in a crooked and perverse world. How? By holding fast to the word of life, by clinging to God's word. God is calling us to be alert and prepared in the same way that a soldier is prepared for battle because we are in a battle between light and darkness and we are now, at this moment, on the battlefield. And there are two sides, so we must ask ourselves, whose side am I on? Who am I in agreement with? God or the devil. If I'm in agreement with God, then I will operate in faith, in love, in mercy, in truth, in hope, and I will trust him. But if I'm on the side of the devil, then there's lies, deceit, fear, turmoil, judgment, criticism, strife, doubt, and worry. The days we're in are perilous days. As Paul warned, there is no more middle ground. There's no grey. There's no half in, half out space to hide in. It's either light or darkness. So who is influencing me? Is it God or is it the devil? Because it's either God's word or it's the, devil, the devil's word that I am believing. And that is what will have us either to stand or to fall. This is what Jesus was talking about, about building your house on the rock. If it's on God's word that I'm trusting in, then my house will be built on the rock. But if I'm wavering and, you know, there's doubt and there's fear, or there's strife or turmoil or whatever it is, like we said earlier on, there's many weapons that the enemy uses to ensnare people and, and they totally take people by surprise. Because it's, you know, often people are, are, are looking out for 
you know, the devil, he comes as an angel of light. That's what the Bible says. So we have to be careful who's influencing us and what we're believing. Whose word are we believing? And that word that we're believing will have us to either stand or to fall. God has put his heart in you, friend. And you know, his heart is a heart of courage. You are not like the lion in the Wizard of Oz who needed to find courage. Jesus, the lion of Judah himself, lives inside of you. And he wants to operate through you and he wants to shine his light through you. So be strong and courageous like God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Be strong and very courageous. Do you think that the great Bible warriors always felt strong and courageous? Come on, be real. Daniel going to face the lions, uh, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego as we, as we read. Do you think that they felt courageous facing the fiery furnace? And the rage of King Nebuchadnezzar. David, when he faced the giant who was over nine feet tall. Gideon and his little army of 300 facing the vast army that had come against them. Or even Esther, the young girl that was, you know, brought into the palace and her people were facing extinction. Do you think any of them felt courageous? They were everyday people, just like you and me. But one thing they all had in common, they believed and they trusted in God, Yahweh, the almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, our heavenly father. And they believed that he was with them, that he was for them and that he is good. They knew God's word. They knew he was stronger and more powerful than any enemy that they would face. Do you know that today, friend? Sometimes we forget. That's why we need the Word of God to remind us and to keep our faith refreshed, to keep the fire fueled and burning. God prepares us for the battle. Let's go look at Psalm 18. I think this is our last scripture. In Psalm 18, actually, I'll read it from the NLT. This is Katie Taylor's Psalm, isn't it? Praise God. Look, you know, there's so much in this Psalm, but right now I just want to focus on verse 28. You light a lamp for me. The Lord my God lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock? God arms me with strength. And he makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. 
You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were all conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. Look at that, you know. It's God who subdues our enemies. It's God who gives us the the wisdom of the way to walk. In Isaiah chapter 30, one of my favorite verses, it says, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, whether to the left or to the right. You know, as we lean in to God, like we read in Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord, lean on him, lean on him. Stop leaning on yourself. <laughs> That's, there's such freedom in that. I don't have the answers. I have no power in myself. But praise God as I lean on God, as I cling to him. He is the rock of my refuge. He is my strong tower. And he is the one who deals with my enemies. David was dealing with enemies that were visible in front of him, you know, uh, armies and all that. But, you know, behind those enemies was a spirit and those spirits are still there today, still attacking and coming against God's people. And they are causing, you know, spirits of fear, spirits of torment, of, of whatever it is that the enemy is using. So our enemies are very much real. We have to understand that. And that it is God who arms us for this battle. And like we read earlier on in Psalm 144, he not only arms us, but he trains our fingers for war. He trains us. How he trains us is with the word of God. We are dangerous to the enemy because we are armed by God. And this is why, friend, that you have faced such attacks. Because God wants to use you. And I'll tell you this much. Wherever you have faced attacks in your life, whatever situation or or whatever area of life, I guarantee you, friend, that's the area of life that you have been anointed for. And that is why the enemy has come against you in that place. If you knew that you cannot fail, if you knew that you are totally protected from that virus, if you knew that you are, you are protected and that you, have, um, that you are, 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 uh, will never succumb to sickness, if you knew that you are never alone, how differently would you live your life? If you knew you could not fail. You know, every warrior, every soldier on active duty gets tired. And praise God, we're all tired. <laughs> we're, we're tired mentally, physically, emotionally from everything that's going on. I'll tell you, friend, I, you know, all of us have been battling discouragement and fatigue. Every warrior gets tired. Every warrior gets frustrated and has to overcome obstacles and difficulties. These battles, you know, they wear the strongest down. But the greatest warrior, no matter how hard the battle, is the one who never gives up. Never gives in. Gets back up. Stays alert. And does what he or she has been trained to do. 
and they trust in the training and in their support. Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now listen, friend, Jesus carried the cross so that we could be set free from having uh, from from death and from sickness and from pain. So the cross that we are to carry is not a cross of, of some kind of, you know, terrible disaster or, or sickness or whatever. That is a false teaching. It's a false gospel. And it is not of the Lord. The cross we are to carry is not a cross of, of, of facing, you know, uh, terrible things because Jesus became cursed up on the cross. Galatians 3.13 tells us he became cursed so that we could live under the blessing, so that we could be set free. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. The cross we now carry is that we leave behind our way of doing things, trusting in ourselves. Instead, we go with God's way. We yield to him, we trust him, and we believe him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is a leaning upon God that requires us to not have all the answers, but to trust that he does. To do what he told us to do, to stand and to occupy until he comes, to advance his kingdom, advance his kingdom. Jesus told us that in the world there will be tribulation, but be of good cheer, for he overcame the world. You're not to go through tribulation, friend. You are to rest. He offers us peace, rest, joy and love to overcome the trials of life, to come out the other side victorious. All we have to do is show up on the battlefield and not Give up. Stand your ground. Pray and fast for change. Worship. Keep on praying. Keep on worshipping. Worship the Lord. Sing your songs. Encourage yourself in the Lord like David did. Hallelujah. Stand against the virus. Plead the blood of Jesus. Refresh yourself on Psalm 91. I will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. Pestilence means disease. Viruses, bacteria, those things that make up pestilences. The virus is stalking people. Stalkers, you know, they harass and they persecute with obsessive and unwanted attention. That's what stalkers do. They harass, they persecute with unwanted, obsessive attention. A stalker creeps around, hidden in darkness and in the shadows, waiting for the moment to pounce on his prey. That's what a stalker does. Well, that, the word of God was clear in, in Psalm 91 that the pestilence stalks in the darkness. You are not a prey for this virus or any agent of the enemy. You do not need to sit and take the harassment of fear. 
Instead, turn the table on your enemy stalker. Maybe you need to get up and kick something over and say, devil, back off in the name of Jesus. I will not fear in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus all around my home and myself and my family. In Jesus' name, I declare that virus has no power or authority over us. We have authority over you, Satan, over your snakes and your scorpions and over all the power of the devil. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. Turn the tables on your enemy stalker. Whatever way he's manifesting in your life. It could be maybe not fear of the virus. It could be fear of of financial disaster. It could be fear for your family. Maybe something to do with your health. Turn the table on the enemy. Declare your identity in Christ. Who you are in Christ. Whom the sun sets free are free indeed. Aileen is going to sing that song. Praise God. You are a child of the Most High God. You are washed and cleansed in the blood of Jesus, the Son of God. You are the healed that the devil is trying to make sick. You are already healed, friend. By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. You're the healed that the devil is trying to make sick. By his stripes, you were healed. The devil has no power over you, only what you give him by coming into agreement. Are you, like we said earlier, whose word are you in agreement with? Don't get in agreement through his weapons of fear and doubt. Boot him out. Stand against fear. Do not come under the influence of strife or anyone operating in it. Watch out for the strife. Watch out for it online. Watch out for it, you know, at work. Watch out for it at family, in town, in the shops. Don't get involved with the strife. Refuse it, renounce it and cut from it. Stand against the trouble you're facing. Stand in the authority of the cross of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus and watch every knee, every knee and every name bow before his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Give God a shout of praise and give the devil a headache. God will protect you when you understand his covenant. Forgiveness, love and mercy have been given to you in Jesus. Healing and transformation are yours to receive. Protection and preservation have all been paid for because the blood that Jesus shed paid for it. Out of the Father's love for you. God's promises are real and true. He is the God of the resurrection and you will come out victorious. You will not be defeated and you will not even smell of smoke. Praise God. Let's break bread. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We take this bread today and this cup. And Father, we just come before you right now through the blood of your Son. We ask you to forgive us, Lord. We ask you to forgive us for the times when we have been in agreement with the devil, when we have come under the influence of the enemy, when we have been in agreement with his word, even when we have spoken that word ourselves out of our own mouths. Father, we repent. We ask you to forgive us and cleanse us from every uh, iniquity, from all unrighteousness. And as we come today and take this bread and this cup, whatever it is, if it's a bar of chocolate you have or whatever, a can of Coke, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just let's eat together and share this meal to remember the covenant that we have.
of love and mercy in the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we take this bread today as a symbol of your body, Jesus, that was broken for us so that we could be healed. Praise God. We thank you, Jesus. We repent for the spirit of pride. I ask you to forgive us, Lord, for touching your glory or for any time when we have been proud or lifted up or arrogant, when we have been judgmental or critical. I ask you to forgive us, Lord, in Jesus' name. For times when we have not trusted in you, for times we have doubted and wavered. Lord, we repent and we ask you to forgive us, Lord, for not yielding to your spirit and instead for yielding to the spirit of the world. Father, we thank you, Jesus, that you took every pain, every grief, every sickness, every curse. Jesus, you became cursed so that we could be set free. And as we eat this bread today, Lord, we remember what you've done for us. You said, do this in remembrance of me. As we eat this bread, Lord, we eat healing and wholeness into every part of our lives, into our minds, our hearts, our emotions, our physical bodies. I just break the power of all tension right now. I speak every pain to go in Jesus' name. I praise you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I command every headache to lift right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for all pressure, Lord, all turmoil and tension, every burden that the enemy has tried to put upon people, even people who've, uh, every spirit of infirmity, anything that's weighing people down, even on their backs, on their necks. I speak complete release right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. That by your stripes, Lord, we are healed. I curse the root of every trace of cancer in the name of Jesus. I curse the root of every tumor. I command those tumors, get off your body in the name of Jesus. And I speak healing and the word of life into your body. And I thank you, Jesus. You took those things upon yourself on the cross so we wouldn't have to. So we, you, you were the one who endured the cross, Jesus, so that we would not have to endure sickness, Grief, I take authority over every spirit of depression and oppression, every spirit of grief and anguish of any kind, anxiety and panic attacks. I break the power of those things right now. And I thank you, Jesus, for your anointing that destroys every yoke. I thank you, Lord, that as we eat this bread today, Lord, we are being transformed from the inside out and no enemy can sit on a hot fire. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for fueling up these, my brothers and my sisters, with your anointing and with your power. I thank you, Jesus, for the anointing that destroys the yoke. In Jesus' name, I praise you, Lord. I come against every spirit of rejection, especially rejection from family. Father, I thank you, Lord, for wrapping that one in your arms right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. You know, friend, I just tell you, just rest in, in the presence of God today. Just allow him to wrap his arms around you and just rest. Stop trying to, to you know, to fight. Stop, stop. You know, you hear that about people who are in deep water, maybe where they're, where they're in trouble. Um, and, and they tell them the best thing to do is, is just to relax and, and, and stop fighting it because you know, when they're fighting, it's exhausting and, it, and, and it's often the exhaustion that kills them. I tell you right now, in Jesus' name, he is the Lord of the Sabbath. 
He is the one who brings you true rest. And there is no rest like the rest that Jesus Christ gives you. Rest from the battle. And just stand and be strong in the Lord. The battle is not yours, but God's. I come against every spirit of jealousy that has come against you. Every proud and arrogant spirit that has come against you, speaking out words of criticism. I break the power of those evil words right now. I cast them down in the name of Jesus. And I loose the word of God upon your life today, friend, that says you are a child of the Most High God. You are loved. You are precious. You are healed by his stripes. We take this bread today, Jesus, to remember what you did. And we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Take the bread. Hallelujah. And we take this cup today, Jesus, to remind us of your blood that was shed so that we could enter in to the new covenant with God the Father where all our sins are forgiven and washed and cleansed. As far as the east is from the west, so far have you removed our sins from us so that we are righteous and that we can come into the presence of Almighty God as his beloved children and so that we can receive every blessing that he has for us based on your righteousness, Jesus. We thank you today for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, for transformation and turnaround. We raise up all those people, Father, all over the world today who are fearful. Father, in Jesus' name, we raise up all those medical staff who are working in hospitals and who are exhausted. Father, we, um, we pray, Lord, for strength for them, Lord. We ask you to strengthen their bodies. Father, we speak a release of the anointing of the Spirit of God. And I thank you that as each one of these, my brothers and sisters, as we are healed ourselves, you know, this is the thing, as we are refreshed in God's presence, everywhere we go, we bring a presence with us. We, the atmosphere changes when we come into a room. It can change for good or for bad. <laughs> What's the atmosphere? What's the perfume that you're giving off? Is it stinking? Or is it the presence of God and the peace of God? And Father, as we agree today, we, we agree for the anointing of the Spirit of God to go forth right across our towns, our villages, our communities, our nations. Father, we pray today for our governments. We ask you to strengthen them and give them wisdom. We pray for all those ones today, Father, who are afraid, who are struggling, those ones who are fearful, those ones who are, who are uh, totally anxious and, and, and stressed out. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would use us, Lord, to bring your peace, your love and your joy. That is the new covenant that we have, mercy and truth in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We take this cup now, Jesus, and we remember what you did for us until you come again. Amen. Praise God, friend. Have a blessed day. God bless you. Listen up for Aileen and Richard is going to give you the Father's blessing. You're a warrior. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. And I bind all fear and terror over you today. And I thank you, Father, for your mighty blessings of peace, strength and courage, boldness and, and fearlessness in Jesus' name. Amen.
Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be jealous of those who do injustice. For they will quickly wither like the grass, and fade like the green herbs. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and practice faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of those who prosper in their way, because of those who make wicked schemes. Let go of anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It surely leads to evil deeds. For evildoers will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked will not be. You will look diligently for their place, and it will not be. But the meek will inherit the earth, and will delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plot against the righteous, and grind their teeth against them. The Lord will laugh at him, and he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow, to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay those on the upright path. Their sword will enter their own heart, and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord supports the righteous. The Lord knows the days of people of integrity, and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they will be satisfied. But the wicked will perish, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of pastures that will waste away in smoke that will waste away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous is gracious and gives. For those who are blessed of him will inherit the earth, but those who are cursed of him will be cut off. The steps of a man are made firm by the Lord. He delights in his way. Though he falls, he will not be hurled down, for the Lord supports him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor their offspring begging bread. The righteous are gracious and lend, and their offspring are a source of blessing. Depart from evil, and do good, and abide forevermore. For the Lord loves justice, and does not forsake his holy ones. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked will be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and will dwell on it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and their tongue speaks justice. The law of their 
ball is in their heart. None of their steps will slip. The wicked watch the righteous and seek to kill them. The Lord will not forsake them to their hand, nor condemn them when they are judged. Hope in the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a luxuriant tree. Yet he passed away and he was not. I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and consider the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors will be destroyed together. The end of the wicked is to be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their refuge in the time of distress. The Lord will help them and deliver them. He will deliver them from the wicked and save them because they take refuge in him. Amen. Dear Anik Blessing, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his shalom, in Jesus' name. Amen.